You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. COVID has not killed turkey time. Alabamians have every intention of returning to the traditional Thanksgiving gathering at levels held before the COVID crisis. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is preparing for travel patterns on roads to return to pre-COVID levels this year. Families are headed out in their cars to make it to their table of choice for this celebration. So take your time, enjoy the journey and the food, and be thankful as Americans return to a national tradition of expressing gratitude for all that God has done. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says that the House-passed bill that is titled Build Back Better is going to have to undergo a lot of changes before it ever gets passed in the U.S. Senate. Tuberville spoke on Fox News saying that just the moderate Democrats alone are uncomfortable with this level of massive government spending, not to mention the Republicans within the Senate. Uh, a lot of these moderate Democrats are going are to say no. Then it's got to go back to the House. And one that gets me is the $8 billion methane fee that uh, they're going to tax natural gas, which is going to go up 17 percent. And it's going to be a tax on all Americans, uh, especially in the rural areas. Then you got the $2.5 billion handout to the trial lawyers, Larry, that, that they get to deduct the expenses. Well, the trial lawyers, well, who do they vote for? And then the $1.7 billion handout for local journalists. Uh, would you call that a bribe? Uh, it just amazes me what all they've got. If you just look at the fine print, uh, it says $2 trillion. At the end of the day, I've heard Democrats say in the Senate, you know, we're not going to allow them to say we're going to cut years out of it. And then at the end of the day, we won't be able to get get out of those programs. And so this thing's going to end up being four to five trillion, no matter how you look at it. Tuberville also warned Americans that the whole effort to get the IRS involved in tracking every bank transaction over $600 is not dead with Democrats. He says they just backed off because the level of government intrusion that they were seeking was brought under scrutiny by the American people. I remember this in the 1990s, uh, the IRS went berserk. They were going to corporations, they were going to small businesses, they were going in collecting tax returns, uh, they were going in with weapons. Do you know the IRS at this point has 5 million rounds of ammunition and 5,000 weapons? What do they need that for? And now we're going to add more weaponization to the IRS. With all this money, they can even weaponize even more. So uh, it scares me to think what uh, this big government socialist uh, agenda is going to do with this kind of money throwing at the IRS and tried to collect money from people that's trying to earn it the right way. Park officials at Chia State Park say that 1,000 acres have now been burned after two wildfires raced through the land last weekend. Those fires are now contained. The park is still closed due to smoke and closed-off trailheads, but it may be reopened as early as Wednesday. District Manager Renee Rainey says that the cause of those fires have not been fully determined, but one of them appears to have been caused by a broken power line. It took forest crews, along with 140 firefighters, to contain the two blazes over the past four days. No injuries have been reported. A student from the University of Alabama is headed to England next year. Nicholas Hayes is a native of Tennessee who is in his senior year at Tuscaloosa. Hayes is one of 32 Americans selected to be a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford University. He was chosen out of 2,300 students who applied for the scholarship from across the nation. Hayes will graduate from Alabama with a bachelor's degree in German and mathematics before he heads across the pond. Hayes is now the 16th University of Alabama student to win a Rhodes Scholarship. And while we're on the topic of the University of Alabama, let's talk about the 86th edition of the Iron Bowl, which is about to be played this weekend. The mayors of Tuscaloosa and Auburn have issued the terms of their friendly wager once again on whoever wins the matchup. 
If the Crimson Tide is victorious, Auburn Mayor Ron Anders will donate $100 to the Tuscaloosa Pre-K Initiative. If the Auburn Tigers walk away with a W, Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox will donate the same amount to the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Lee County. Kickoff for the game is 2.30 on Saturday at Jordan-Hare Stadium. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Biden administration's Department of Energy announces the release of 50 million barrels of oil from the National Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The White House says this is an effort to slow down the rising cost of gas at the pumps. The move from the U.S. comes after China, India, Japan, the U.K., and South Korea say that they will also be tapping into their reserves in an effort to cap the jumping fuel prices before they take a turn and start lowering. A Republican ranking member of the Senate Energy Committee, Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, responded to the decision by the Biden administration saying that their own policies are to blame for the increase in fuel prices. Barrasso says that Democrats and the Biden administration are waging war on American energy. Last week, the Daily Detail covered a lawsuit out of Texas against the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency Group has filed a Freedom of Information lawsuit regarding the FDA approval process of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. They're seeking the documents on that process. The FDA has asked a judge to approve the slow, the very, very slow release of those documents so that full transparency would not be achieved until 2076, 55 years from now. The attorney in this lawsuit against the FDA is Aaron Siri. He's now revealing the contents of some of the records he was able to obtain from the FDA. Siri says that Pfizer recorded 158,000 adverse events from those taking the vaccine within the first two and a half months of distribution. Within those adverse events, 25,000 people had nervous system disorders. Siri says it's difficult to imagine a greater need for transparency than the documents that were used by the FDA to license a product that's now being mandated to millions of Americans upon penalty of losing their career, income, military service, and benefits, or worse. Siri is asking the judge for a full release of documents no later than March of 2022. The inventor of the mRNA vaccine delivery system, Dr. Robert Malone, is challenging the government leaders within the U.S. and other nations for fomenting a psychosis of fear when it comes to the COVID-19 virus. Malone went on Real America's Voice to explain. Basically, it's, it's the madness of crowds would be a simple way to put it. And a lot of these governments have been overtaken by this form of psychosis or hypnosis. They believe that these vaccines are effective. They're clearly not. They are impervious to data, just in the same way that we're seeing our own government impervious to actual facts. And what they're doing, they are obsessed with the potential mortality risk and hospitalization risk. But that is all in the high-risk cohort, the elderly. And that could be almost completely mitigated through early intervention with a wide range of drugs, not the least of which is the monoclonal antibodies. So what they're confronting is a mass hypnosis that uh, somehow the vaccine is the only way out. It is absolutely not. It is not effective, clearly not effective. We have Bill Gates and Tony Fauci on video clearly saying the vaccine is not effective in preventing spread of disease or infection. This is, this is unequivocal. They're, they're, what they've been forced into is a modified limited hangout 
of the last bastion of, well, it protects from death. So does natural infection. Malone studied at the Salk Institute of Immunology, where the mRNA vaccine delivery system was developed. More details are emerging about the people of Waukesha, Wisconsin, who were victimized by an attack on people at a Christmas parade. Daryl Brooks is the man accused of plowing his SUV into the crowds, killing five women who were all part of a dancing troupe called the Dancing Grannies. Now we're finding out that a resident in that same town unknowingly took in Brooks, who was walking through the neighborhood after he ditched his vehicle in order to run away from police. The exchange was recorded on Daniel Ryder's ring doorbell and was obtained by NBC News. Hey, can I, I call some, I called an Uber and I'm supposed to be waiting for it over here, but I don't know when it's coming. Can you call it for me, please? I'm homeless. I'm- Ryder allowed Brooks into his home, gave him a jacket, let him use his phone and made him a sandwich. When Ryder saw a lot of police cars traveling down the street, he got nervous and told Brooks he needed to leave. Brooks tried to get back into the house. When he saw the amount of police on the street, that's when the arrest appears to have been made. Ryder was the epitome of Midwestern nice, not having any clue what had just happened at the parade a half a mile away. Ryder had just returned from a hunting trip. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to listen to Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he also talks about the Christmas parade attacker. The same guy who plowed through all these people, killed five and injured at least 40, was previously arrested for running over a woman with his car. You're hearing me. And that's, that, this is, it's inappropriate how low his bail was. His, his actual crime, one of his actual crimes in recent history was running over someone with his car intentionally. And all these crimes, another story that came off Fox, Fox is saying right here, his rap sheet goes back to the 90s. Oh, what do we got here? July 2020, reckless endangerment. Uh, 2005, 2003, obstruction of an officer in the line of duty. 2002, felony uh, drug possession. 2010, uh, strangulation uh, felony charges. 2012, misdemeanor bail jumping and, and felony drug charges. On and on and on and leading up to where we are today. Folks, defund the police needs to be dead. You can't go soft on crime and expect crime to get better. It doesn't work that way. You can find that podcast at rightsideradio.org.